broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Well, I think that's um, communication, you know, just amongst us all as a staff to find out, you know, um, who's ready to go, who's playing well. But I don't think we're just going to, you know, wholesale make changes to put guys in the lineup at this point, you know, and, uh, you know, we'll, con we'll continue to look at those guys like Walker Little is, a, you know, is a guy that, you know, that you'd like to get looks at. And um, but, you know, we, we have we have starters for a reason and we're going to continue to kind of move with with those guys and, you know, see really where, where it takes us. I don't think we're just going to implement a young guy just to see what he can do at this point. Jaguars new head coach, Daryl Bevel, flipping the script just a little bit. Teased us Walker Little. A little Walker Little appetizer, if you will. But you got the sentence Urban Meyer to answer that question. What was it? Well, no. We're trying to win ball games right now. Who? Right? When, when, when we were talking about... Yeah, exactly. We're talking about <laughs> not Andre Sisko. Meyer, who's Walker Little. No, for sure. <laughs> when, when you're talking about Andre Sisko, it's like, well, no, we're not playing him because we're trying to win games, right? You get the sense, and you still have four games left, so still, you know... A good chunk of the season, but you get the sense when you get down to those two games and what, what are you playing for? You have the conversation with yourself. You might throw Andre Sisko in. You might throw Walker Little in just to see what they can do. Maybe. Yeah, I was thinking of this the other day, though. I, I wondered if we'd get that and, and say, like, maybe there is a philosophical mm -hmm. thing in the building where Urban, for whatever reason, liked Wingard or... or I, I, I think the Walker Little one's different unless you're going to move him to the right side. Cam Robinson overall has not played bad football. And, and you're paying him $14 million. But is Cam Robinson going to be here next year? No, but, well, well, okay, so that's my overall, my overall thought on this. First of all, you really don't know 100% if he's not going to be here, and you don't think that way. And I think, by the way, that is another way to lose a locker room, and it sounds like there are many ways. But you got a guy that's playing for a bunch of money next year in Cam Robinson. Mm -hmm. And to just sit him down just to see if this other kid can play, I don't know if that's the way to go. My overall thought was, and, and you played in the league, so you can tell me, but I just feel like that's more of a high school-y college, more of a college kind of thing to say, hey, let's get the young guy in, get some reps. I, I don't know. Is that as much of an NFL thing? Like, do you sit? This is their livelihood. These guys make money. And yeah. Unless they're playing poorly. Like, well, super poorly, do you just go sit a guy down to say, hey, I want to see no, I what mean, we have in this I kit? I think if guys are banged up, you got to sit them out, too. Like, I, I mean, I'm not sure in terms of, like, how banged up Cam Robinson I don't think he's been on the or, injury or, or Juwan Taylor is. But, I mean, if guys are banged up, well, then you sit them. But, I mean, like, Winger's no one, not been on the injury report at all. So, like, but, would, I mean, you what, just put him down what for was, poor what, play? What, what was James Robinson's excuse last year? What did he have? Uh, he did have something. Well, I, I don't was remember. It? I mean, it wasn't. No, it was. A, it was like an injury of sorts. I mean, it okay. wasn't like they just like he had a headache. Sure. You know. I mean, it yeah. was. It, listen, I know it's debatable on what happened last year, and believe me, I know it's debatable on what happened last year. Absolutely. But I, I also know there was some sort of injury. I mean, it's kind of like saying in these last three weeks when he didn't play as much, like there was an injury he was coming off. It's a matter of could he have played more, and the answer to that is absolutely yes. For sure. And so, yeah, probably could have played but, last year is my take on it, too. Yeah. But he, it's a, it wasn't but like he had But every guy in that field's injury. got some sort of injury going on. I mean, yeah. like, if you're 100%, then you're not doing your job. Like, guys are banged up. Well, that's true. Um, I, I just don't know. I mean, my question is, is it a... I thought of Bevel because Bevel's a guy who could come in here and be like, yeah, we're going to take it. We're going to make a change. We're going we're gonna to see that this kid's got. I mean, we drafted him, although Bevel didn't draft him. I mean, he didn't make any of those personnel moves. Yeah. Uh, so specifically with Cisco is where I was thinking this. Mm -hmm. it's, and 
I don't know. I don't know if Joe Cullen's saying, hey, we feel better with Wingard in there. I don't know. Who knows if it was Meyer? Who, if it was Meyer, you would have thought they would make the change this week. You know, Joe Cullen would probably have more control. I mean, right now you got to put the reason why Cisco's not playing, I think, on Joe Cullen more than anybody, don't you? I mean, I think it's, it's a big part of it, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, whether it's just like he's not grasping the mental part of it. I mean, we really don't. We've, we've been told, you know, Wingard's playing well, Wingard's playing well. Okay. I mean, I've see, also seen some plays where he's not playing so well. Yeah, I so. thought well is a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. What I think is Wingo hasn't played this year as poorly as the fans want to make it out to be. Yeah. You know, I, and because they're just like, he's like enemy number one. Mm-hmm. Um, there might be some others that have crept in there, but he's like, you know, from a player's fans always find a guy. Like, they can't pick on Taven Bryan. He's played pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's wingered. <laughs> so, but again, I, that doesn't mean we shouldn't see Cisco. I just crossed my mind today listening to the press conference uh, with Bevel, and I'm like, maybe if he's not going to do it either, then maybe it's just like a more not an NFL thing. Like, I mean, if you either either are on the spot or you don't, and maybe they're still not seeing enough in practice. I don't know. Like, well, how can much can you even show in practice to earn your spot at this point in the year? Yeah, n- not so much. It's more Nothing, of losing right? your spot if you're wingered than you know. Him getting a spot if you're Cisco. Now, he did say this in that news conference. He said, uh, we're not going to just take a guy out, but we might put him on alert mm-hmm. and be like, hey, better pick up your player. We're going we're gonna to do something about it. You know, yeah, he, I mean, that, this, this team's won two games. Yeah. So, and they've had an ample opportunity to do that. Well, the, the, I mean, that's the question. Like, in terms of players getting benched or, or roster, you know, roster transactions, in terms of, like, roster shakeups, let's just say, I mean, yeah, injuries are a thing, so it doesn't really count. But, like, how many changes have you seen just in terms of roster changes from, you know, a guy getting benched or a guy getting elevated? Nah, not much. Well, you won two games. Yeah. So maybe that has to happen eventually. Well, maybe it does it show just their lack of depth and talent. I mean, like, here's a guy. I, I, here's a guy for your sake, uh, your mm-hmm. argument here, that I would say, yeah, put him down for a little bit and see if he just shakes it off. And for a, You could have chosen six or seven weeks to do this, mm. and I think he's probably candidate number one is LaVisca Chenal. Sure. I mean, he has played, to me, not good football. His numbers are going to add up okay, but I would also say, okay, are you making Trevor better by putting LaVisca Chenal off the field and putting one of these other journey wide, journeyman wide receivers on it? That's a fair question. I think it's a fair question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know why. It's, I guess it's hard to lose your job. When you played in the uh, league, is it hard teams. to lose your job? Uh, I mean, I, I recall, like, even with, with Jack's years, like, players, I mean, Derek Harvey got benched week four. I took his spot. Yeah. And, like, we were we were a, a pretty good team, and he got benched. You know you know what, though? By that time, I, uh, I want to say, and yeah. it might not be exact, but it was kind of like a Taven situation where Taven started losing reps last year, too. Sure. That was like three years. Okay, dude, we've been waiting for two and a half years, okay. right? Three years. And so then the rotation and the, everything started to go down. I feel like Harvey might have been timetable uh, similar. He got drafted in 08, I think. Yeah, I mean, so 08, 09, and you gave him an Yeah, for, for sure he was underachieving, and, and they wanted to go in a new direction. But, like, with Wingard, for instance, are you, play, are you playing Wingard because you think he can be an all-pro player, like he hasn't reached his full potential? Or are you keep, keeping Wingard on right now as a starter because, well, you know what you're getting? Uh, and then if you know yeah. what you're getting, well, what is that? Yeah, true. I, I will say, though, sometimes coaches, I do think t- they'd rather have what they're getting, even though it's not Pro Bowl level, than well, what my might get. You're, you, you've got 211. So. 
Yeah. Take that for how you want. Listen, you I, know, I, don't, by the way, I don't tell you. I understand I'm sounding like I, I'm arguing against Andre Sisco playing. I'm not. Yeah. I, I'd love to see Andre Sisco out there. I'm just trying to make sense of it. I mean, we, we can pin everything on Urban Meyer and we say, Urban Meyer didn't do this and didn't do that. But I do think Joe Cullen runs the defense, mm -hmm. and there is an obvious person out there that every fan wants to see in that Cisco and then we just saw a change it at a head coach and Bevel isn't going that way either so I don't know well, who to blame is it Trent Bulky is it is it Joe is it I don't well, know I mean here's the thing or is it Cisco is he just not doing enough behind closed doors to warrant it well so here's the thing either this is he's ready to play and Joe Collin just doesn't want to play which I have a hard time believing either it was Urban Meyer saying no I like Wingard better which then we'll find out real quick if Wingard gets benched or it's just you know, Cisco is not ready to play. He's just not who you thought he was. And in that case, and that falls directly on uh, on Balky. And then th that's a bad draft pick. Yeah. Especially when there was other safeties that you could have taken as well. I mean, th didn't Javon Merrick go after Cisco? No, he went no, after he? Walker Little. Yeah. Javon Merrick did? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you had, Jags okay. got you had four chances, yeah. Okay. okay. And he had three okay, chances yeah, at Javon Holland. Second round, 43rd selection. Yeah, okay. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's a testament to the GM saying, hey, we're going to safety, and the safety can't even beat out Winger. I agree, man. I, listen, I, I, I think it's baffling. I, I wonder if we'll ever figure it out. But here's, here's one thing we will get on the remnants of Urban Myers. Everybody's going to blame everything on Urban Meyer. Mm -hmm. And while Urban Meyer deserves a lot of the blame, like I know, like I say, hey, then that's on Trent Bulky. Well, Trent Bulky probably, if I'm Trent Bulky, I'm like, I oh, know Urban said that, that was a good pick. You remember him from college. He wanted to go get a ball hawking guy and, yeah. <laughs> you know, all this stuff. And now that's the way the league works. You've been in the league wrong enough to know. Uh, and very few people will accept blame if they've got somebody else to blame. <laughs> oh, no, that's what, I mean, that's what me and Casey broke down the first hour where this city wants nothing more right now than the Jaguars to win, dis, you know, definitively against Houston and to go, oh, it was all Urban Meyer's fault. Yeah, that's, that's what the city, that's what everybody wants. And I saw you, you teased this coming in here at Football at Five, and, and I guess that brings us to this. What is the bevel bump? Do you, yeah. do you believe in the bump? And um, I, we talked about it a little bit yesterday. I believe the the doesn't matter about the city and the fan base. I believe the, the locker room, you could tell, exhaled. Mm -hmm. Now, whether that is, I can't stand Urban Meyer so much that I'm so glad he's gone, or I really am tired of this drama, kind of what Trevor Lawrence had said, and can we just go play football, please? And I don't care if Brent Martino's coaching me this weekend. Mm -hmm. We're just going to go play football without being in a headline about something else. I feel that will be there. I feel like the energy, that all the rest, the, the focus probably should be maybe amongst the best that's been since maybe early in this season. Yeah, I mean, I think you're, you're going to see a, a very loose team now come out and, you know, maybe put on a, a lot better performance than we've been accustomed to seeing. And when we talk about the issues with the Jaguars right now, it's not necessarily on their defense, who's been, you know, doing pretty good. It's been on their offense, who cannot score points. Now, we may never know exactly how much influence Urban Meyer had on this Jaguars offense when he was here compared to Bevel. But I do expect to see a lot more James Robinson. I think that's the obvious. I mean, that's the easiest thing in the book. Like, if you're Bevel, and Casey alluded to this to start the show off, I mean, he kind of has it made because you all you got to do is get the ball to James Robinson, and it's an upgrade. Yeah. Right? And it shows you like do more a better job than Urban Meyer. Yeah. So that's what's going to happen, I believe. Now, whether the scheme and, and the routes and all that changes, I mean, hopefully there is something different. Hopefully Trevor Lawrence can gain some more confidence. But what a better game to gain confidence from than the Houston Texans. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot going here for Darryl Bevel. Mm -hmm. and, and by the way, good for him. You know, sure. I mean, listen, there's not an ounce in my body 
that believes that Daryl Bevel is going to be the head coach of the Jags after these next four weeks. And, and by the way, he might be worthy of it. I, I just don't think that's what's going to happen here. Um, and that, maybe it's too bad. Or, or maybe, maybe we feel different in four weeks. I don't know. He's, he's had the interim tag before in Detroit and for five weeks there. And uh, we'll see. And, and by the way, I, I, I'm not as bad on Bevel as everybody else is. There are a lot of people who just can't stand Bevel from the jump. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, don't, I don't agree with that. I actually thought it was pretty lightning yesterday, what he said about being up in the booth compared to where he, like, he's never been up there. Why, wouldn't, why, if you were struggling all this time, would you not even be Urban Meyer and say, hey, Bev, why don't you come down? Like, you, you haven't been up there much. Maybe that's it. Maybe you get a good feel for being down here. Maybe yeah. come down out of the – just, just mix honest, it up. No, for sure. Just Obviously, being in the booth, you can see a lot more what defenses yeah. are doing. Yeah, so. but, I mean, the guy's called plays before and hasn't no, I, been. And, yeah. and so maybe his comfort level, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just do something. Like I said, I mean, you, gotta, you need a defibrillator to this offense. Yes. And so uh, I think you're right. I think it's made. I, I don't think it's going to – I don't know if there's a lot to earn for Bevel. Um, but probably get a little respect back, I think, over these next four weeks. You know, we talk about the players, we talk about team, franchise, city, all the rest. I think these coaches on the offensive side, if they look good in these next four games, can at least start separating themselves from the disaster they've been under Urban Meyer. And then you can put some of the blame on Urban Meyer. The bottom line is the dysfunction, uh, whether it's it, – you can't throw everybody's performances out the window. Mm-hmm. They were part of it. But – if they start turning it in the final four games without Urban Meyer, then I think there is something to be said for that. Because right now, I'm, I'm almost like, if we're going to blame Urban for everything, then I guess we just have a throwaway year for LaVisca Chenault. It was his fault, too, that LaVisca can't run a route. There's no depth, the right depths to his route. He drops passes. and Yeah, you know. but I mean, come on. Like, yeah. No, yeah that's what we got to be careful of, though, right? Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. You got to be careful of that. But that's what you want. You know, because that justifies it then. You want to justify and say, this isn't the worst roster in the NFL, which I don't think it is. So then you want to justify it by saying, hey, it was Urban Meyer's fault. We're all good next year. We got hope. We got intrigue because that's what you want as a football fan, hope and intrigue. So, yeah, if you can put out better performances these last four games, if you can beat Houston, possibly beat New York, or at least keep those games competitive and obviously you know, hopefully keep the Patriots game and the, and the Colts game competitive too, but good luck with that. Yeah, then you got then you can build on something, and that gives you energy for next season. Quite frankly, I mean, I don't even know if the wins matter right now. I think if you can get to like twenty four points, you'd be like, holy cow, mm-hmm. right? I mean, mm-hmm. seriously. And and you said it, you guys said it. I mean, that's you're right. The easiest job in the world. Mm-hmm. Although I believe the easiest job last week for Bevel was to give it to him too, and he didn't. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was all. I can't believe Urban Meyer sitting there in the headset say, headset saying, "Please don't give him the ball here. Don't give him the ball here. Don't give him the ball here." I mean, I think a little bit of that was on Bevel last week too that he sure. only gave it to eight, eight carries in a yeah. ten point game. Again, that's why you can't. Not ever. Maybe it was, but I can't believe it was. He's calling the plays, uh, and so uh, it'll be fascinating to watch. I do think they get the bump, though. I guess to answer our question, I, I think they, I think they play better. Yeah, a little bit of it is like, I mean, sooner or later. Come on, it's been seven weeks. Yeah. Well, it's the Houston Texans. And it's the Houston they're Texans. Good. So you, you have to play better. You you have to put an offense out there that can score, man, at least 14 points. But, I mean, you got to get in the 20s at least against Houston, man. Yeah. And, and as far as Houston's offense, no, they, they don't scare you. Davis Mills doesn't scare you. I mean, Brandon, is Brandon Cook's plan? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah, you had to take into account for him. David Johnson, I believe, is playing. But, yeah, overall, this team does not frighten you. Just like week one, they shouldn't have frightened you. We saw it happen then. I, I, I don't want this to sound blasphemous, probably. Mm-hmm. But, honestly, though, I don't think there's really the way the Tennessee Titans are running out of football team right now. 
outside of a couple positions. I'm not sure it's that different than what Houston's running out there. In fact, Houston beat them. Now, they yeah. beat them on the strength of five turnovers just two weeks ago. But and it's not an indictment on Tennessee. I'm not telling you Tennessee stinks. I'm just saying with all their injuries, that oh, yeah. they really, like, that's not a good team they threw out there last week. And they just no. dominated the game anyway, you know? No, I mean, I think, you know, quarterback is, 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 obviously is, is better. But yeah. um, also just coaching, you know, just culture, yeah, getting true. guys ready. I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm a big fan of Rabel, what he does. So. Yeah, and that's yeah. true. That's that's uh, paved the way. Hey, let's get uh, Captain Rick in. Uh, Florida Sportsman Fishing Report here on a Friday. Uh, what's happening, man, heading into the weekend? Uh, this is why we live in Florida, isn't it, Brent? I mean, mm-hmm. this weather is absolutely fantastic, and it was gorgeous offshore today. Um, just talked to the captain of Jody Lynn, too. She was in the slip at 3 o'clock this afternoon. That's almost three hours early because the people were literally tired of catching tuna. That's how good the tuna bite was today. They had their max of uh, 16 for their party. They also had a sailfish. They also had a wahoo. They also had a couple mahis. So a very, very fine day on the Jody Lynn 2 close to shore. It was pretty good. Captain David Borey said that uh, the Reds bit. They weren't wide open by any means. Weren't as good as he expected on a day like today. Now, he wasn't fishing, but it was reports that he had gotten from guys who said that they were pretty good. They weren't wide open, and uh, I looked for them to get better tomorrow and Sunday as this forming trend continues. Now, it looks like we got this little front coming Monday that is going to really stir our ocean up, and the wind is going to start getting pulled in that direction on Sunday. So if you're going to pick a day to head offshore, particularly if you're going to the deep water, if you didn't go today, you better go tomorrow because Sunday is starting to look questionable. But you'll certainly find out all about it on Monday when we come back with another fishing report brought to you by CSS Landscapers. We're paying top dollar for top landscapers and workman's quick fix plumbing. Thank you, Brent. All right, have a good weekend, Captain Rick. Uh, look forward to the show tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. on ESPN 690 as well. Uh, I just uh, tweeted this out. So, so the obvious is James Robinson, right? He's going to get more carries. And Yes. And I think there was something there about Urban Meyer and James Robinson. I think, by the way, I don't think there's anything to do with the young man. I think it's all about speed. I think it's about what the player, what a player should look like in Urban Meyer's mind mm-hmm. at the collegiate level and at this level is somebody that is super athletic but also twitchy, fast, all those things, mm-hmm. and, and especially in that position. And I think that's what it is. I don't think he doesn't like James Robinson. I, I think he appreciates him and all that stuff. That, that's just, I have no idea, but I think. But I think he doesn't like... It, it, you could put a different name on the guy, a different jersey number, and I just don't think he likes that style of player. Like, I just but he, yeah, but he still respected him to call him a top five running back in the league or top three or whatever it was at the time. Yeah, eventually. Yeah, right. he did. Uh, but even after he did, he still gave him the ball three times or whatever it was. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so I guess what I'm getting at is we all suspect James Robinson will get the ball a lot more mm-hmm. because Urban's gone. But I just did tell you now, Daryl Bevel was calling the plays last week, and I do think Daryl Bevel had the had the control of the plays. I, I just don't believe Urban was in the headset every... Now, you could say the benching, the benching thing from the fumble, get him out of here, mm-hmm. uh, certainly could have been on Urban, sounded like it was on Urban. But are we sure that Bevel likes to one-run the football and likes James Robinson either? Well, <laughs> I guess no, is my point. <laughs> but let me ask you this right now. If you're Daryl Bevel, you have a, the opportunity of a lifetime to take over Urban Meyer and be the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars and put your resume for the world to see. Now, one would think you're probably not going to last here in Jacksonville. That is what it is. That's business. But you can get an opportunity possibly someplace else. The whole point of this trial run is to win games. You win games, getting the ball to James Robinson 20 times a game or five times a game? <laughs> you know what I feel like. Well, then there you go. Yeah. 
if, if but you I know felt that, that way I last week. That. Well, <laughs> no, for sure. And, and once again, but we, we can't definitively say this was all Daryl Bevel. We, I mean, there's still the Urban Meyer factor. So I think that if you're Bevel and you're trying to win ball games and put out a good resume, yeah, then just give the ball to, Jaylen, uh, to James Robinson. You're good to go. Yeah, I agree. So just out of what it's worth, he took over for the Lions last year, right? Yeah. Five games, I think it was. So the last game of the season was close. They lost by two. Adrian Peterson carried it seven times. DeAndre Swift carried it 12 times. That was it. Yeah, for whatever reason, he's a, is an interesting play caller that doesn't... And I, I always find this funny because we, we get... Uh, over the years in Jacksonville now, this is just like a broad view. We're like, gosh, can we th- have a passing game around here? Can we throw it? Like, mm-hmm. I'd rather see you throw it. Stop running it on second and ten, second and ten. I'll tell you that. No, I haven't said that too much about Bevel. Yeah, Bevel well does come with the, with this reputation from the Marshawn Lynch mm-hmm. to Detroit to here of wanting to throw it around the yard, which we kind of feel like that's an exciting thing. Yet yeah, we're here begging him most of the year or whoever begging them to run the ball more. It's pretty odd. It just feels like an odd thing to ask an offensive coordinator these days to run the ball. Yeah. Casey, did he, did that, he win that game that he ran Adrian Peterson that many times in Swift? They that? lost by two. Two? 35 to 37. Marvin Jones had 180 and two touchdowns. There you go. Well, Marvin might be happy. But I might mean, be adding Marvin with By the way, 35 team. points. We take that tomorrow. Oh, so I, mean, I was Sunday. just. Sweet the last five games for the Lions last year, if it was five, even if it was four, this still applies. The most carries anybody got was Swift got 15. Now, I will say this. Okay. That's Matthew Stafford's team. Stafford was healthy last year, right? Uh, n- no. Oh, well, he wasn't healthy at that point? One of these games was Chase Daniel. The game that I cited, or this game was Chase Daniel right here. Oh, wow. And in the game Chase Daniel started, DeAndre Swift got it 10 times. They ran it a total of 15, but they lost by 40. <laughs> so I don't there know what you can look into that. But in the game that Matt Stafford didn't play, he didn't get the ball as much either. And then in this one, yeah, the game that he got 15 carries, it was Matthew Stafford. All right, I was listening a little earlier. I know you guys were talking about different coaches and everybody's still jumping in on that, who it might be. Yeah. Uh, there's nobody, I mean, am I alone here that believes like Bevel has a shot at this job? Or, like, I mean, if they were to win three out of four games, is that going to make Shad think? Because he's thought that way in the past now. No, I, I don't think so. Depends what Trevor says. Well, I'm sure Trevor would probably be for it. I don't know. I know. Like, Trevor, I, I, Trevor, 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 Trevor goes on the kismet like Brent was and says, this is my guy and is pounding his foot on the floor. Yeah. Well, what, well, how do you not hire him? Well, I, mean, no, I think Trevor does like these guys. I think Trevor yeah. likes Bevel and Schottenheimer. I, I think. I don't know. Sometimes you got to save a quarterback from himself, though. Like I, I get you. You have to take whatever Trevor says to heart and, and listen to him. But also, man, you've, you've only seen a couple coaches. Like, you, you don't – this is not – like, scoring zero points a game – it's not the thing in the NFL, okay? And regardless of if Mer- Meyer had the most influence or not, like, Bevel was still a part of that, okay? So I get that we want to blame Urban Meyer for everything, but the offensive coordinator of this team this year has been Daryl Bevel, and this offense has been horrible. Yeah. Trevor, hey, in, fact, in fact, right now it's on pace to be the worst in, in franchise history. Yeah. And I agree with what you're saying, but it's going to be hard for Shad to look Trevor in the face and tell him no. Yeah. Well, no, and, sure. by the way, yeah. you, you're not wrong. I mean, I think you listen, and we talked about the communication. I, I don't know if it will be the decision maker. Um but I just said, look at, you know me, uh, these days, especially I've been like this big, what is it going to feel like? What's it feel like Monday? What's it feel like a month from now? If they mm-hmm. won three out of four games to end, if they beat Houston and the Jets, they lose to the Patriots and then beat the Colts because somehow we always beat the Colts when it doesn't even matter. And even if the Jags stink, well, then they, they're three and three and one with Be- Bevel down the stretch. And they're like, and then Shad's like, you know what? The problem was urban. 
cut yeah. him out of there. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind now what Shah did when it worked the best in under his tenure. He said the sh the problem was Gus. Boom, okay. Gus out there, and almost everybody else stayed. And so I'm just saying, there's a little precedent for it. Um, I'm not ready to go say, pound the drum and say that's what's going to happen. I think it's all going to be blown up. Yeah. But it would be a very interesting scenario if they find some success over the next few weeks. Uh, and Shad has a little precedent to say, you know what? We'll keep Trent Baalke there. We'll keep Daryl Bevel there. And well, we'll, we'll know. We go. We'll you, know on Monday. Yeah, but you're going to earn it because you got to put the Patriots and the Colts. So, I yeah. mean, you're, you're definitely going to earn, you know, your reputation, I guess, and your resume if you can at least win one of those games. But uh, we'll be back. Football 5 continues. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. adjusted right now because of this new protocol that came down so I got I mean that's where I just came from I'm trying to adjust the schedule and figure out you know um, do we leave do we do the virtual can we get them here you know and, and just trying to juggle that around so um, today's schedule set tomorrow is what we're working on right now to uh, try to make the most of that so um, I don't know if used to it is not but I'm just I'm, I'm, I like to have a structure and be able to have the schedule but you know things come up and you, you got to roll with it yeah, it's kind of getting crazy in the NFL. Obviously, you guys talked about it, the COVID. I, saw, I heard you talking, uh, which was good, uh, about what all this is going on. And <laughs> the NFL is kind of changing the rules as they go. But you get eight games. You're going to get, get football eight out of the next ten days. I tell no, you, man. Not, you know who's not going to complain? Go and get your money. The fan. Yeah. Go get your money, man. Do what you got to do. I'd forgotten, by the way, with all everything else going on, that this was the Saturday week. Yeah, of games. Yep. Oh, you better believe it. Yeah, I totally forgot about Patriots that. Colts tomorrow night right here, ESPN 690. There you go. By the way, are we playing each other in fantasy? Did you see my tweet? No. Oh, yeah, you saw Then it. I don't know. Yeah, I do. Yeah, okay. Okay. Go on. You, you saw it. I just yeah. lied. You saw 30, it. 30 points but from no, Kelsey. No now, you. now you're a little concerned, huh? Do I look like I'm concerned? I'd be concerned with you 30 know points I have from the tight end. At the tight end? No idea. Who do you got? Kittle. It was questionable. It's about to go for 38 tomorrow. Questionable. Probably, probably getting ready to go for some COVID, too. Questionable. Nice COVID cocktail coming Yeah, tell at me you. how not one person on Brent's team. Like, I don't want anybody to get COVID. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Not one. Not, well, not a false positive from anybody. Well, hey, man, maybe next year I'll put an injury reserve in for you. Uh, injury COVID reserve. reserve. COVID reserve spot just for you, Casey. So, by the way, this is a two-week thing, right? Yeah, we got two. No, good. So maybe Kelsey. Oh, you guys are doing the whole two? Week. Yeah, that's right. It's your league, dude. Oh, yeah. Do I, I'm out of it, man. I've been I think we're on. doing two as far as I know. No, I think I saw it. Every is league a, in the history of ever has been two. Is, is Olivia in the finals? Is she in the? Yeah, it's me, Brent, Olivia, and oh, wow. uh, and Aaron. Huh. Aaron, by the Just way, think. has the best team. Like, yeah, you know, but now I kicked his ass last week. Because he didn't put in Devontae Adams. That yeah. wasn't just because of that. Yeah. yeah. I scored 175 no points. I scored 175 points. Hold on. If I don't go to Street League skateboarding, I'm in the playoffs. Simple as that. Why is so that when you blame Street League skateboarding? Or? No, I mean, I'm, totally, hey, worth it. But from the, the vantage point that I had, totally worth it. But no, if I don't go to Street League skateboarding, then I see that Dan Bailey, the Cowboys kicker, is actually not active. I switch him out. I get the points. I beat Olivia, and I'm in the playoffs. I sacrifice skating, skateboarding over uh, fantasy football, and you know what? I'll live with that. That was my favorite part of the fantasy football season this year was after you lost to Olivia. Yeah. She flexed on Twitter about oh, yeah. it. And then, but none of us reacted. Like I, we did, yeah, yeah, I, I kind of forgot to, I don't know what was going on or whatever. Yeah. I was like, none of us reacted. I was like, yeah. Olivia, I'm not making this a big deal just because you won. There it is. 
There I, it I is. protected you. Oh, I, I saw, you. I I saw it, but she didn't tag me because I don't really know. I forgot what she. Yeah, I forgot what she even said. Because I, I mean, me and her go back and forth. Because there, there was this whole Josh Allen trade scenario thing that went awry last that year. That was last year, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. There was something fishy going on there. There's just been some stuff going on. Uh, hey, just a reminder before I forget, we will announce our first ever Action Sports Jacks All Prep Team tonight. Uh, we're doing it on YouTube, Facebook. Uh, check out my Twitter if you want. But Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 on and everything. Um, it's really uh, we just did it last night uh, with the Blitz and. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars uh, are a partner on the TV side of our Blitz Jaguars prep. And they actually pushed us toward this, and I love it. I love that we're doing it. Pick 25 guys, uh, 25 players uh, that were outstanding this year, and we'll unveil that team coming up tonight at 7 o'clock. And um, pretty cool thing the Jags are doing. They'll have them out to the game on Sunday. Uh, so that's uh, cool. And coming up uh, on Christmas Day, we'll have our Blitzies Award Show, which are Coach of the Year and Player of the Year. And obviously our Player of the Year will be somewhere in that reveal show tonight. Uh, one of the players will end up as our Player of the Year, but we won't actually reveal that until our Blitzies show on uh, Fox 30 and CBS 47 Christmas night. So uh, put a bow on all the high school coverage coming up. You know what else happens starts tonight? What you got? If you're in a pool, What's you better down? check. Oh. Uh, bowl season starts tonight. Uh, it already started. Been going. Oh, did it already? Been it's going, going to happen this afternoon. Oh yeah, the the Toledo Rockets started off in the Bahamas Bowl. Oh, yeah. we have a score because I've got something on that. Uh, middle Tennessee State by seven. Yeah, there you go, man. The off to a good points. start. Setting the tempo. I love the fact that you can say that now. Oh yeah, we don't get in trouble. Careful about that. Wink, wink. Yeah. Um, and by the way, like I didn't bet on the game. Just. Maybe Disappointing result for the Rockets, for sure. Yeah, Toledo's been good, too. That's my Mac team. Did you know that? That is your Mac team? Oh, yeah. Not oh, like Miami of Ohio, where Ben Roethlisberger came from. Don't like Ben Roethlisberger. Oh. What's Buffalo on your team? No, it's is, Toledo. Is, is Buffalo even in the Mac? I don't know. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're pretty good. I, I love Buffalo. Uh, so that's your Mac team? Yeah, it's my, it's my Mac team. Nice. Just a um, friendly note, Christmas shopping. Yeah. Uh, you got a week left. Yeah, appreciate that. I'm done. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good. How many people do you have to buy for, Casey? One. Just Amanda? It's my yeah. family. Oh, I like that. Well, I, like I, that I had to send some. It sounds like we're getting anything. I like that a lot. I had to send some to my parents, but uh, spoiler alert, because they're probably listening, it got lost in the mail. Ooh. So I had to. I've heard to, that excuse before. Ooh. Uh, okay, yeah. <sighs> but uh, so I had to adjust and send something else. I mean, just but. tell your dad. Be like, hey, dad, I flew out there to see you, man. Yeah. Man, what else you want? That's a good point. That's true. You guys went on a hike together? I mean, I mean that's, that's saw all the rocks. It's all yeah. rocks. <laughs> Tell you, man, it's a good time. Hey, it's a good time. Red rocks out there, man. I'm going to just send you, your dad a rock in the mail. There you, you go. I like it, yeah. <laughs> Use your imagination, <laughs> sir. Uh, so you don't do Christmas shopping anyway. I mean, I do online shopping. Do you? Yeah. I mean, I have to get my parents something. I am about one thing. Well, that's on you, man. Yeah, you got some time. Yeah, you got, you got a couple of days. I mean, I, I would hurt. No, forget it. Don't buy anything anybody? No? We're good? No, uh, no Christmas spirit? Aren't you guys going somewhere? Yeah. Or is that too much? No. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll be away, but... All right. Yeah, yeah it makes it, that makes it feel a little bit different, too. That'll be the first time, like, away mm -hmm. uh, that on Christmas, so maybe that's why. Mm. But I haven't even thought about it. Maybe because my life has been consumed by Urban Meyer. Maybe there that's it is. <laughs> it's 24-7, <laughs> for sure. Um, as well. All right, I got one more issue. Hit me with it. Uh, do you like Oreos? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like the, the no, 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 no. Yeah, I, no. I mean, they're they're whatever. They're, as far as cookies are concerned, I'd rather have something else. You like you like Oreos? Yeah, they're they're good. I mean, but nobody like doesn't like Oreos. 
Oreos, right? No, like I mean, I I tolerate Oreos. All right, so that's a weird word to use. I tolerate Oreos. Oreos. Yeah. So I uh, I've been getting fat and happy lately. Right. You gotta make it political. Okay. Go ahead. We got the red and green. We got the red and green M and M's. Okay. Out. Yeah. So I just constantly walk by and eat those. Okay. Uh, And then the other day I went to the pantry and I saw that Steph had bought Oreos. Now I'm not like this crazy Oreo like a lover, but I was like, all right, I'm a whatever. Yeah. So I'll grab an Oreo, Mm -hmm. just one. Like I don't need. Like some people say, like they'll eat Oreos and they'll eat the whole thing. Like they can't put them down. Is it okay if you eat Oreos? I can call you basic. Is that, is that fair? I think Oreos are a basic cookie. Casey? Dude, everybody eats Oreos. Everybody drinks Starbucks. Basic. Yeah, that's basic. Okay, basic. Fair okay. enough. Everyone does not drink Starbucks. Okay, basic. A lot of people do, though. Yeah, but... Do you have a pair of Uggs, too? I don't. Basic. Oh, Uggs aren't basic. For Uggs Brent. can't be basic. They're Brent. too expensive Brent. to be basic. Brent, Brent, Brent. Brent. From, from the female perspective, there there's a school of thought. And when I say a school, I mean everybody, every woman out there thinks that if you wear Uggs, you're basic. Really? Yes. But, I'm, but I'm a dude. That's why I said if you're a woman, you're not a woman, you're good. Don't worry about it. I was By the just way, joking. Uggs are great. Mm. Oh, boy. Yeah. Anyways. Wait. I mean, they are great. They're expensive. I wouldn't buy them. They Somebody look better buy. Them. I, I'm just saying they look ridiculous. Oh, I'm talking on like like if you're in the if you live in the north and mm-hmm. you need like some slippers or something mm-hmm. to keep your feet warm. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking like going out. Ever ever heard of wool socks? Hey, those are fine too. We're good. But I'm just telling you, Uggs aren't bad. Back to the Oreos, please. All right. So anyway, back to the Oreos. Uh, so I go get an Oreo, mm-hmm. and I'm like, Steph, what did you do? Oh, oh no. Don't say one. Lemon. Oh. Went and got another they one. Do that? I'm like, maybe this was just the one cookie. I went and got another one. No, it was the cookie again. Like, how in the world do you buy Oreos anymore and buy, like, a regular pack of Oreos? Wait. Like, it's got to be double stuff. Wait. I had this Oreo, and it was just, like, two cookies and Wait. nothing in the middle. Hold on. Wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. So it wasn't like a flavor like he said. He said lemon Oreos, which would be disgusting. Nah, they do have the so, they do. They so, have, fla- so, have every flavor. But so it was a regular Oreo, but it had like nothing in the middle because the only thing that has anything in the middle, like double stuff, has become the standard where it's just the normal. Oh, I so, see. so your wife bought regular Oreos. And you're upset about that a little bit. Oh, For a second, I thought you were complaining about hey, double stuff, and I was hey, like, what? No, you, you can't like. Like, I they mean, shouldn't even make double. They shouldn't even make normal Oreos anymore. Like, double fair. stuff is the norm. You want to say basic? Then yeah. double stuff should be the basic. Okay. Yeah. Man. The entitlement coming from you, though, huh? Because, I mean, I just had my... I wasn't that mad. I, I had two more last night. I had, but my, I mean, son, I mean, <laughs> I had my son's... I had my son's Oreos last night from his Halloween candy thing. Don't tell him. I had two of them, and, like, they're the normal ones. He got Oreos I mean, for Halloween? He dude, still has Halloween I, candy? I told, oh, well, oh, that yeah, last come on. Like six yeah, months. Wait till you have kids, man. Case. But, um, no, I told you, Ponte <laughs> Vedra, they're, they're handing out the full things of Oreos. Oh, not Ponte Vedra, Jack's Beach. At the nice houses. So you got like, a full sleeve of Oreos. Really? Yeah, so I was eating some of those last night. So, ba- so you're basic then? Yeah, I mean, I was basically... But they were uh, basic, basic Oreos or were they double stuff? I, no, they're, they're basic Oreos. I don't get it. I basically had a sweet tooth last night, so yeah, Casey. I couldn't believe how I was, like, stunned that they weren't... How, like, little the middle was. Yeah. Just chalky chocolate. Like, yeah. chalk. Just the yeah. yeah. I needed the middle. Needed more middle. Need, need more cream. Yeah, double stuffed or, or nothing. Or nothing. I like Double stuffed or bust. I haven't had a double stuffed in forever, man. Wow. How? I mean, By I'm, the way, I'm you should never thick. be able to buy Oreos again if they're not double stuffed. Okay. I'm with you. Don't get me. Hey, I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay. I'll sign I'm, off on that. I'm not mad at and that. And by the way, like the other thing is usually if like if the Orioles are on sale and that's why you bought them. Mm-hmm. Different story. Well. You do what you got to no, do. No, then every Oreo's on sale. Like 
if you go to Publix or Winn-Dixie, they're not going to have, like, the single Oreo or the double stuffed Oreo. Just one of them is going to be on sale. The whole Oreos are on sale. I mean, I feel like there's some, like, holiday ones sometimes that I see that are on sale because no one bought the holiday ones. Or, like, well, that's the lemon That's, yeah, like, the, the that's like January 15th. Yeah. I didn't know they had lemon Oreos. Yeah, they did. I think it sounds... Is it still chocolate on the I've outside? I've seen the no, mint, chocolate. yeah, mint ones. Chocolate aren't bad lemon. There's mint, there's it's lemon. Good. Yeah, there's some gross ones. You know what I like, though? The vanilla ones. You ever had the vanilla ones with cookies or vanilla? Oh, yeah. I like those the best. That's actually become more popular. Yeah. They actually put those yeah, on right. the um, the end. Uh, what are those things called? The end caps of the of the grocery store. Okay. So they're selling the big <laughs> stuff and that. You know, they'll, they'll the put the vanilla the ones out. Yeah. You know what else they came up with? I think like a gingerbread one yeah, for the holidays. Fun. They have oh, a ton I'm seeing that gingerbread one. Yep, limited edition. Like, why did it take until like the last 20 years to make every flavor of everything? Like, if it came out 30 years fun. ago, why couldn't they have Who's just made flavors? these lemon flavors? ones? These look absolutely disgusting. You see them, though? I told you. Yeah. Same thing with oh, Pringles. Oh, there's like a red velvet one, too? Yep. Pringles are underrated, man. But they have flavor. You can get anything Pringles. You can. Yeah, you can. Yeah, that's a good point. You can get ESPN 690 Pringles, probably. <laughs> I don't know what it tastes like. <laughs> we'll be back. Probably can't stop. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Uh, you know, I think that I think that's um, very much under consideration. You know, um, really, this is a, a business where you you know you have to go out and you have to produce. So if we're if we're not producing, then um, you know we make you know changes need to be made at times. And I think one of the things that we like to do here and um, make sure that we handle it the right way. You know, we don't always just say, "Hey, you're done." You know, it's it's really important to say, "Hey, you know, here's what we see. Um, you know, you need to pick it up. And if if, and if you you don't pick it up, then here's the ramifications. And at least give them an opportunity to you know to pick up the level play." It has been a crazy week in Jacksonville. It's uh, really been a crazy 11 months, a really, really crazy few weeks. <laughs> I mean, you can, <laughs> I guess, quantify the level of crazy. Uh, but it is a wild time. I tweeted this earlier today. Uh, I tweeted two things that I think are, are I would say, are accurate. All right? Uh, I'm not saying I'm always right, but I think these are, are, are right. And take this into the weekend with you. Used to do give me one thing, right? I'll yeah, give you two I things. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um... One being, this was like a surreal, like, 36 hours. And when you're in it, like, doing the jobs that we do, and you're talking about it, and you look like, what's going on? You're digging on it and all this stuff. Yeah. You, you don't really realize it. You're just like, okay, that's what's going on right now. Let's talk about it. Let's find out what's happening. Let's go on TV. Let's do it. So all, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then this morning, I woke up, and it kind of, like, hit me. I was like, I can't believe, like, Urban Meyer's not the head coach here. Like, I can't believe all yeah. this went in 11 months. Like, I can't believe... There was just a surreal moment, like, realization of, I mean, my goodness, did that really happen. It, it happened that fast and that bad. Uh, and then the other thing is, and I tweeted this out this morning a little bit later on, I just said, Urban, what, he, what happened here, based on what these guys are now saying in, in news conferences mm -hmm. and everything else, and based on what we know and based on reports and based on, and, and I say this by, I don't think, like, Urban Meyer's the most evil person in the world and the worst human being ever, all right? Mm. I think he's probably nice to some folks, and I think he probably has people that he's close to. I think sometimes when you get big, you have to have an inner circle and everybody else stays outside that circle. But a lesson here, I think, is you can still be nice to people outside that circle, or you can be nice to people in general. Mm. And I, I think some are going to be way nicer than others, right, uh, just the way they are. But I think this was a lesson and a lesson that even Urban Meyer never had to deal with because he always had success 
And you know one thing about people with success is you're always going to have people follow you if you're successful. If you're super wealthy, doesn't matter if you're nice or not. People are going to follow you. You're going to attract people. If you're super successful uh, in football, people are going to follow you, be around you. They want to be around success. Uh, but when it hits the fan now, mm -hmm. who's going to rally for you? Who's going to defend you? Who's going to? And I think what Urban Meyer found out is not many. I mean, there really wasn't a lot. There wasn't nobody who's going to bat for him, right? Uh, on his team, and coaches, and people, and media, and everybody else, and. I, I think it's, uh, well, it's a pretty simple lesson. Just You might want to be nice to people or, or better to people no, for uh, sure. more often than not. But I also think it's a lesson, too, where I think those people are out there, but they're afraid to come forward because now people have to distance themselves from That's Urban That's true. Meyer. You said that, yeah, yeah. and, and so, you're right. So you're right. I, I think that there's a little bit of that as well. But I think what we've all learned and what Urban Meyer especially learned is that you're, you're in the business as a head football coach. You're in the business of X's and O's. You're in the business of scheme. You're in the business of culture building, and you're in the business of, most importantly, wins and losses. Because it's a performance-based business. But maybe more importantly than anything other than that is you're in the business of people. And Urban Meyer did not take that part seriously. Whether it was missing the flight back home to be with his team, whether it was, you know, maybe how some players, players got treated, he was not in the business of people. And if you're not in the business of people, then it doesn't matter what the scheme looks like, what the X's and O's look like, what the resume looks like in terms of wins and losses. You're probably not going to be around for a long time. And guess what? If you're not in the business of people, those other things I just mentioned, those other variables probably aren't going to have a good reflection of you either. All right, UFC coming up. Yep. What you, you got? So we got back-to-back -back weeks, a good UFC? Uh, it it's, I mean, it's okay. You know, it's just a, it's a standard uh, television card, but it, it's highlighted by two heavyweights, which you got to love. Derek Lewis taking on Chris Dawkins. This is a surprise to me, Casey Conner. I talked about this a little bit already. Derek Lewis is the underdog. Now, Derek Lewis is a one-trick pony. He's got an overhand right. He's, he can kick you. He can try to take you down. It's overhand right. And he's a very powerful fighter taking on Chris Dawkins, who is more of a technical guy. Guy likes to be in the clinch. He throws knees. He throws elbows. He picks you apart. So it's the classic skilled versus brawler. When you put five rounds in the mix, you got to ask yourself, well, how long can the brawler hold up? We've seen in the past when Derek Lewis has gone the full fight against a guy like Alexander Volkov, you knocked him out in the third round, and you were still in shape to do that. So I'm not going to question Derek Lewis's cardio here. What I'm going to question is, does he still have that drive? Does he have that confidence of his last fight against Cyril Gaon, where Cyril Gaon essentially broke him? Now, with all due respect to Chris Dawkins, he is not Cyril Gaon. So I'm very surprised, I, actually, that Derek Lewis is a plus 100 underdog right now, uh, going back with Chris Dawkins being a minus 125. I almost like Derek Lewis here. He weighs in at 265, the heavyweight maximum, and Chris Dawkins weighed, I think, 232 or 233, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'm just hoping that we stop talking about it so I can get home and get the plus 100 odds. Yo, if you yeah, keep telling people about it, <laughs> uh, they're going to start betting it. But, yeah, it's, it's really odd seeing that... Uh, I guess line on yeah. it because I'm in. I'm in on Derek Lewis 100. I'm a fan, yeah. but I'm in on it because he just knocks people out. Because all it takes is one. And, and especially from Derek Casey Lewis. bets on every day. I mean, pretty man, much hey, everything. Do what you gotta do. Hey, just <laughs> do it responsible. Stop the regular hey, Oreos. Just, just, <laughs> just, just do it responsible. But then also too, there's uh, what is that? Is that that Jake Paul, Tyron Woodley, Karn? It is also it is rivaling UFC. It's rivaling it. Saturday so that's night. gonna be interesting. Yep. Okay, but regardless of that, we gotta talk about real quick Frank Gore and Deron Williams. 
because this fight is intriguing from the standpoint of Dron Williams is a minus 145 favorite going back with Frank Gore, a 115. Now, Dron Williams has a plus nine-inch reach on Frank Gore. Wow. 37 years old for Deron Williams. I think Frank Gore is 38 years old. Um, yeah, 38 years old. 6'3 versus 5'9. 78-inch reach advantage for Deron Williams versus 69 coming back for Frank Gore. 0-0 zero, zero record, obviously. Why do I think that Frank Gore is going to wipe the floor with Williams? Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way. I don't I know mean, why either, really. I mean, because this is why it's important. That's why I'm talking about it. Just because he's a football, football player versus basketball. Yeah, football versus basketball. I kind of like, I, I think... Williams felt like, as a player, he felt like that tough dude, though. He was. You know? Like, well, and a fun fact about this, so in the past six weeks, Williams, I'm not sure if this is a requirement, has lost 42 pounds in the past six weeks. Wow. I don't know. Seems odd. Yeah. I wouldn't, I feel like if you didn't have to make weight, why would you I do th- that? I feel like he had to do that. Because yeah. they, they both weighed in like at 211 or 212, and, I think. And so that, that must have been in the rules. you need to be yeah, in yeah, yeah. For, for this? And then you know Frank Gore's in shape because Frank Gore's got, you know. It's funny, like, you don't like all the Jake Paul ones, stuff, but you don't seem to mind this one. No, I mean, listen, I'm questioning why Frank Gore or, or Williams would do this, but, like, I just like it because it's football versus basketball. Like, that's yeah. that's the selling point. At least they're me. athletes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you like? I don't care. Oh, Casey? Well, listen, Frank, Frank, Gore. Frank yeah. Gore holds a special place in Jacksonville's heart. There you go. So we'll go with Frank. I like it. I just feel like he could knock. So, like I feel like if I look at those two, like just Dude, looking Frank at Gore's him, they're going to knock you out cold. That's like what I'm thinking. Plus nine yeah. on the reach. <laughs> Not worried about that. Well, that seems pretty significant. Yes, my Tyson, how that worked out for him. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. All of a sudden, we just call Frank Gore freaking Mike Tyson. Dude, I'm calling a football player, <laughs> taking a basketball player, the reincarnation of a Mike Tyson in a fight. Listen, you can run foot, run the ball well. Doesn't mean you can fight well. I'm just saying, I would take Frank Gore as the as the underdog here. All right. Uh, Parlay that, Derek Lewis and Frank Gore. Now we're talking. Oh, Have a good weekend. What time we got the Knowles? That'll be at 3 o'clock tomorrow as they take on UCF. And then we got the Patriots Then we got the Patriots Colts after that. ESPN 690. I've got the UNF game tomorrow. Ospreys play at 2 o'clock. See at UNF Arena. Uh, You can hear it and watch it on ESPN+. Uh, Check out unfospreys.com for more. All right, fellas. Have a good weekend. Thanks for taking most of the show today. Appreciate it. You know how we do. Yeah. Look forward to kicking your butt this weekend in fantasy. (sighs) And I'll be watching the sidelines, everybody. (laughs) Have a good night, everybody.